Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be recapping uh, the Elite Dodgeball uh, East Round 3 Tournament Open Division that took place this past weekend. And um, helping me do so is uh, Frankie and newcomer Matt. Um, per usual, guys, let's just start with your real quick team introductions. Matt, since this is your first time, you can go ahead and spend a little more time on yourself. But uh, why don't you go ahead, Frankie? Sure. My name is Frankie Giannetto. I play on Team Awesome, and I play Night Shift on Coed. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I'm excited to be back. Awesome. Hey, I'm Matt Levine. Uh, I play in the East on Impact for Open 8.5, and then Hello for Coed No Sting. I'm from Ohio, and uh, very excited to be a part of the podcast today. Awesome. Yeah, man, as I was saying to you offline, thank you so much for being willing to hop on pretty much last minute Absolutely. of the day of. Um, it's, it's one of those things where, like, usually I've been getting pretty good at, like, getting more lead time, but then... Um, I didn't realize we're doing both East and South in one weekend. So mm-hmm. going to be a little more, I want to say uh, fast paced for, for these recaps, but uh, I'm happy mm-hmm. to have you and I'm, I'm looking forward to having you on again in the future. Cause uh, not sound like a creeper man, but I've heard a lot about you, a lot of good things. <laughs> so I think I've seen you play once or twice in the, the tribune. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, real quick. So you come from Ohio, but you play for the East or are you kind of just playing everywhere you can. Uh, so it's a little bit of both. Um, it's kind of a mix. In terms of region, uh, obviously North is a lot closer for me. And I actually, I do play in the North. Uh, I play with the Gamecocks um, in the North region. Okay. been playing with them a little bit. But my main decision, kind of the points, or the main reason I went to the East is uh, is for no sting. Um, so nothing, nothing against pinch at all. Um, but the two divisions in the North are open and pinch and uh, in the East, it's open and no sting. And obviously, I have a I have a background at Sky Zone. I've been playing there for a couple of years. That's kind of where I started this whole journey. Um, so that's really what attracted me to uh, to start playing in the East. Gotcha. And have you, uh, have you made your way out here to the West yet? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, in the West, I've been to a couple different things. They had a there's a dodgeball Tribune tournament. Uh, it was kind of, there was a draft tournament last year uh, around November. Yep. Uh, I played in that. I played in. Played in the LA Classic uh, with a couple guys from Tuda or, or uh, Thieves now. Um, played with played with the same exact guys again. And um, there's another Dodgeball Tribune tournament back in February. And then a couple a couple other various tournaments out there. But uh, I've been going west a good amount lately. Awesome. Just getting as much Dodgeball as you can. Another yeah, week. honestly, whatever I can get into. Very uh, very open to it. Yeah, good stuff. So um, I guess if, if push comes to shove, like what team will you be going to Nationals with? Or, or uh, for nationals, I'll be with uh, I'll be with Impact this year for nationals. With Impact, okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. And then to to kind of jump on your excitement there, Frankie. It's always it's always good talking to you guys. Uh, East has been awesome to uh, to to work with, and unfortunately, uh, Joe Coella couldn't be here today. I guess he had a uh, what were it in his words? He had some kind of work function he had to do by COB. So adulting, it is what it is. But um, yeah, just an interesting time and, and getting these out in a relatively quick manner and being able to uh, kind of go into interviewing because that's that's where I, I really am, am missing. Um, let's just start with your, your biggest takeaways um, from this weekend. And, and Frankie, we can start with you. Sure. So um, I'm going to do kind of like a biggest takeaway on the whole East series. I think the East has stepped it up a bit this year. I think if you looked last year, people were kind of giving the East crap for their performance at nationals and just kind of like how the region looked. But I think in a couple divisions this year, there was a lot of really impressive playing. I mean, in women's, you're going to be talking to a team that swept. In co-ed, hello swept. 
and open. It felt like we had three really good teams and another about five decently good teams. So I'm really excited to see how the East Coast performs at nationals. And I just overall felt like it was a really good year for the East and that the competition and talent level has risen to not match some of the other regions, but at least, you know, I think we're two again. Yeah, I mean, so I was thinking about this when I was talking to um, the North recap, um, talking to corruption, getting to know them a little bit more. And then, um, oh, geez, uh, the kid that the team that rallies on Notorious. So I was really impressed when I was and and kind of terrified when I was refing Notorious against um, uh, Fortune, because I think there was about to there's about to be a fight going on. But uh, just seeing new teams duking it out for like the top 10 spots has been awesome. And so getting to know everybody even more so throughout the regions, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing. It looks like everybody is just stepping up uh, very considerably. And I'm really looking forward to like this, this merging of other divisions and um, not to bash the West, but it, it'd be really cool to see some new contenders. Um, you know, we, we've been used to seeing that the top two, the same two teams over and over again with uh, with doom and rise. And obviously doom's no longer, here but it would be really cool if it was another region playing um kind of a side question for you matt so just based on what you've seen you know in all your travels um would you say like how's the east looking to you um i know it's kind of putting you on the spot but like just just from i i think you've seen quite a bit of variety to kind of speak to that a little bit yeah i definitely i absolutely agree with what frankie said how the east has really um proven to be a great place to play there's a lot of competition out here a lot of great teams um, the one I'd say the one thing about the East, I, this may have to do with potentially sky zone backgrounds or just uh, kind of that trampoline background. But the East has a lot of a lot of dodging. I would say they they're probably the best region in terms of dodging. If I had to if I had to pick one, um, so many different so just so many elusive players out here that it's almost as if they bring exactly what they go from the trampoline onto the floor. They you know they bring all that same all the same attributes out there. Um, and you can really tell these guys have the background in that. Uh, a couple teams have made the transition this year. You know, I guess you could include myself in that. You know, I've, this is my first year doing Elite, so I've, you know, Sky Zone's all I've really known until now. Uh, Kill the Comp is one of the teams that has really transitioned over here. But I would absolutely agree the East is uh, very, it's very fun out here. Um, so quick question, and, and I'm not sure if this is more for you, Frankie, or, or maybe you can chime in. Um, I mean, and I'm not going to hold you to like hard numbers, but like how many teams would you say have come from UDC? Uh, we don't have a lot of full teams on the East that are from UDC, but there's probably a couple UDC players on about five or six teams right now. Okay. Cause you still have some of the guys that used to be on shooters and then awesome's always had a big presence at UDC. There's a bunch of random UDC players on impact. Uh, it's like three different UDC teams on there. I don't think I'm missing any. Oh, and then Kill the Comp is a full UDC team. I don't really think I'm missing too many others, Matt, but I would agree, definitely really elusive because there's there's players that we don't get to mention a lot, kind of like Akil, who was on Precision right. and played with Space Kids this round, where like like the hardest person to hit in the world. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering because like, now I'm starting to think of like what, if the East is known for its dodging, then is it fair to say like maybe the West is known for throwing really freaking hard? And then obviously North is known for pinch. I'm just wondering if there's like a, a characteristic or attribute that each region has based on, you know, how they enter dodgeball. Just an interesting little side thought there. Um, that's cool that there's still life after UDC. Um, I imagine once UDC kind of, kind of quit, uh, I imagine you're pretty heartbroken there, Matt, and some of your other teammates, but obviously elites kind of 
the next place to go. Um, I guess uh, I kind of I don't want to harp too much on the biggest takeaways. What I'm thinking is uh, I, I can go into some of the stuff I noticed, just kind of creeping on you guys uh, throughout Facebook. And um, the first thing I noticed was uh, Mikey. I, I guess he sprained his ankle like the night prior, like he was injured. Yeah, I think after practice the week before Elite, he was playing basketball and just something happened. He sprained his ankle. Um, he was there on crutches too, so I don't think it was a like minor injury. I think he's taking it pretty seriously, hoping to be back for – I think they're going to West Round 3 and then the Combine's coming up. So he's got a lot of stuff coming up that he's got to get healed for. Yeah, so he's got to take care of himself. That's what um, Armando was saying. Um, it was just one of those things where like he might be a couple weeks, but he's just – he's not – not down to, to make it worse or a risk nationals or the combine. So that's weird. That, that's how Tim got injured. Um, Lisa, then I'm tracking Tim uh, Fullerton playing basketball. Like that's his like conditioning sport that he goes to and then hear himself doing that. So I'm wondering if this is like the time where people are just like being super careful of, of their bodies and what they're doing. And then, um, I mean, it's, I almost want to ask, like, is it fair to say like that impacted, anarchy but i mean what are you guys thoughts on that uh so in my case i didn't see i didn't get to see too much of him or i didn't get to see too much out of anarchy uh we actually somehow never got to play them this year uh in open i don't i'm not sure how that happened uh round robin or elimination i uh, just never met um i would imagine it had some sort of impact on them obviously he's a fantastic player he's unbelievable uh, but obviously, their team is still they're still talented across the board. Uh, they still obviously locked up the two seed. They, uh, you know, they still played excellent uh, this weekend. But yeah, yeah, it's not one of those situations where like you you lose one player, and then the whole team changes. Maybe I think uh, I think in Armando's words, he was just saying they weren't really strategically prepared for for the loss of Mikey, and they weren't able to to find the rhythm uh, until it was unfortunately too late. So, but. Um, I mean, imagine a fully healed uh, Mikey and on Anarchy because we didn't even get that last year at Nationals. I think he—that's when he injured his, like he broke his hand or his, his pinky or something bad happened to him. So that's going to be a cool team to see. Um, I I would expect to see them in top five uh, come Nationals. Um, speaking of Anarchy, though, Billy, I heard you got a double catch. Um, I didn't hear. I actually saw it, um, and that was—I mean, there, there's like a like a oh cool I. Try to catch a ball, and two of them ended up. But for him, it looked like it was one of those deliberate ones. Um, any of you guys catch that by chance? I didn't personally see it, but I've seen the video. I know it was against Mount Olympus, and it looked like, I think, Dean Testa and Connor Kirkbride throwing. So some pretty good throwers there that he caught. It wasn't like he just caught two random guys. So definitely impressive. And then the he kind of bobbled the second ball, but it's hard to even call it a bobble because he immediately like reached his massive hand out and just – secured it it def- it looked really cool that video is starting to circulate so everyone will be able to check that out yeah freaking billy and that was that's what i mean like it was deliberate like he, he you see him kind of looking towards off screen two balls come in he secures one of them almost secures the other one it pops up and he's like no i'm billy i've got like a nine foot wingspan come back here and it was it was a done deal um you mentioned previously uh, or earlier uh, another double cash that happened yeah, so I don't think this one is on film, but in the bracket, Space Cadets is playing Bulls, and Bulls are up 3-1, and Zach Grady got a double catch on Space Cadets. And then uh, he showboated a little and then got hit right away, which was pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, there are two double catches this weekend, at least that I'm aware of. And um, that game's actually really funny, too, because 
They won that game by getting six catches. Grady got the double catch, and then Adam Hughes got four catches to close that game out. It's pretty cool. So despite the showboating, game was still secured. Yeah. So what? I can't do math. All of a sudden, six catches. I mean, that's the the, the game was won on catching alone. Yeah, and it was an elimination game too, so I'm sure they felt really good about that, regardless of the outcome of the series. Yeah, but the other team didn't though. But uh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I, I gotta love the uh, the showboat, and then you're out immediately. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those funny things where, like, if you if you just um, if you just took the catch and, and left it alone, you would have been alive still. And I'm, I'm laughing because I'm remembering a time when um, David Tates did something like that. I forgot what round it was, but uh, he had secured this awesome catch. And I think he was just so jacked and pumped up that he did it. He ended up getting out immediately. He wasn't paying attention to, I think, like one of the corners. And like he was out like almost instantly. It's like, dude, you should have just like win the game first and then you can celebrate. But uh, it's more of the comedic side for me. Um, I don't want to hang on injuries too much, but um, Dominic was telling me about Matt Gio. I guess um, he kind of, yeah, if you want to just uh, take that one, Frankie, before I butcher it. Yeah. Um... We don't really know results yet. He hasn't quite made it to a doctor. I mean, he had Dr. Quan look at him, of course, but he, uh, in semifinals of the bracket, went for suicide, landed awkward, went down for a good amount of time, and then um, tried to play from his knees for a little bit, actually closed out a game in the finals, but he definitely did something to his knee, so waiting to see how that goes and uh, hoping for the best there. Yeah, so he, he injured himself and still played, which is... Yeah, he uh, yeah he gritted it out, and uh, we can get more on that on the finals when we get through the bracket. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we can uh, pocket the rest for that one then. And then uh, one question I had, um, I don't know if it's, if it's for open, but I want to ask about precision. Rumor has it that they're no longer a team, or... You want to take that one, Matt? Yeah, I heard uh, a couple of weeks before the event, uh, I want to say it was Heat. Uh, so Marcus Morgan posted just uh, in the event, pretty much saying that uh, him and then a couple of the other members were now free agents or more so looking for a team to play uh, for round three. Uh, it turns out that uh, three of them ended up on different teams. So uh, so Vernon ended up playing on Doomsday. Uh, Marcus was with Mount Olympus. And then, uh, and then we also had Akil with uh, Space Cadets. Not sure exactly what happened, but... I'm um, glad to see that those guys were still uh, still able to make it out to the event because you know they're obviously they're fantastic. You know, great watching them play. They're very very elusive. They're you know they're actually a very big part of the uh, kind of how we mentioned before how the East is uh, very evasive, hard to hit. Uh, they're a great example of that. Gotcha. So the the team at least on the open side may may be no more, but the players are still finding their own way. They're they're having it hasn't completely been a wash. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Then um, and I'll probably ask this for uh, for the women's, but so is the the, the women's team still around? The women preci- uh, precision team. I, I think they're still around. Um, I mean, they played in this round. I'm not exactly sure where they placed, but they were all there, and I, I don't think they would break up just because the guys do. That's kind of like a separate entity there, and Kim okay. Wilkie runs that pretty well. She's always good to get like sponsors and stuff. So I don't see them splitting up just because the men's team does. Gotcha. Yeah, because they have like one of my favorite jerseys, and I love the the whole retro synth look. So I'm just like, please don't don't dissipate entirely. Um, 
I'm not sure how to really uh, address this one, but I'm I'm really curious um, as to maybe we should just save this for 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 Justin someday. But I was curious, like how is how is Goat looking? Because um, I'm looking at the, they seated fifth uh, last round. Um, it's 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 different not seeing them um, just sweep first because that's what they did last year. So I kind of want to ask, like, in a, in a very sensitive way, like what happened to them? Like, can you guys kind of comment on them a little bit? Yeah, I, I can start a little bit and then let Matt take over. This round, especially, their roster was like entirely shook up. Um, Dre was there, Edgar was there, and Nar was there. And Nar's actually, his arms hurting a little bit. But besides that, they didn't have any regular players. They picked up the Leches this weekend. Um, Dan O'Hara left to join Tigers. And then they also picked up, I think his name is Meyer. He was on Nice before. Um Spencer was away at DDR. I think Justin had a family commitment. Like their roster just entirely shook up. Gotcha. They did play pretty well this round. I know they beat Anarchy in the play or in round robin. Um, and then they played against Matt in the playoffs. So maybe he can speak more about how they were playing. I know that series was pretty good. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that matchup um, when we when we get to the brackets. So I mean, it, and that's the thing is like they they look like they're still. Uh, not to sound patronizing by any means, but like they're still fighting. It was just uh, that that makes more sense. Not having the same core group of guys as they did last year clearly has made some kind of impact. And then Spencer and his DDR man. That's I thought it was a joke at first until I started um, following him on, on Facebook and was like it's a he's, he's like the real deal. <laughs> he's really famous. So uh, it's just one of those things where like you have no idea what uh, what what people do outside of dodgeball. <laughs> um. I wanted to ask, uh, mostly because I was talking to him briefly, um, CJ Berger, right? So he's on zero. Can you yes, tell me a little bit more about him and, and that team? Yeah, definitely. So CJ, he's uh, he's actually from Ohio as well. So another Ohioan kind of joining the uh, the elites uh, scene. He was on, he played for MediHumans last year on uh, at UDC. And he was with, uh, I think they were called Duck Mafia 2017. So a couple years of UDC experience. Um, again, first year doing elite. Nice. Um, they, so yeah, he's on zero zero is kind of a, I think I'd want to say Frankie said this before a hodgepodge of kind of guys from all around kind of a free agent team that they kind of assembled together. Uh, Alfred Kwan leads them. Uh, CJ plays the middle for them. Uh, you know, trying to, he's making his name known pretty well so far. Um, I think he's a good example of a person that has transitioned or made a quick transition from no sting to 8.5, uh, pretty well. And he's, you know, he's absolutely very committed to the game and, I, I talked to him a good amount. Uh, he actually he was on the same flight as me on the way out to uh, to Boston this past weekend. Uh, so we we love talking basketball all the time. Nice. That yeah, seems like a really cool guy. Uh, yep. Former Marine, apparently he lived out here in Yuma, which is just the worst place to ever live in Arizona. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to Yuma, I'm sorry, get out of there. Um, I don't think anybody's gonna be upset by that. But it, it was it was kind of cool talking to him just a little bit. And uh, the reason why I bring him up is just because he really didn't give me much. Uh, he opened up with uh, Friday night. Uh, he's like, we're effed for open, uh, but co-ed, he's shooting for top four. Uh, maybe we can briefly go into co-ed um, after that scene, see where our time-wise. Um, but, the, you know, he's still optimistic. He says he loves 8.5, so he's already a good man in my eyes. And then um, Saturday around noon, my time, he's like, yep, freaking blew it. <laughs> he's just like laughing it off. <laughs> so kind of want to know a little bit more about, about them. And um, just I've been been hearing a little bit more about zero and then some of these names are starting to pop up um such as you matt then uh seeing cj on here now so it's just good that names are finally starting to stick with teams and and they're um as you said they're, they're making a name for themselves it's it's awesome 
especially since they're coming from UGC. Like it's, um, I wasn't a huge fan of UGC, but like it's just I'd rather see people play dodgeball than nothing at all. And so when it tanked, it's like I we really hope that these people still play and they don't uh, they don't quit. And um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I mean I don't want to get too into like the final matches but i just want to know like what uh what changes did you guys make uh matt from impact to go from looking like you're chasing anarchy with the second seed uh last round and i think you guys seeded third in round one so just what kind of tweaks did you guys make to to take it like what what would you guys do differently we can spend some time on that uh, so actually, this was this is a little different from uh, from the previous two rounds. I want to say this is this was our lowest seeding at round three. I think we were the sixth seed after round robin. Uh, we had two. I want to say we were five and two, so we had two tough losses. Uh, one of them being awesome. That was a two-one loss uh, in round robin. We always those matches are always usually pretty close with them. Um, then clutch mode as well. They were able to uh, knock us out. I want to say it was two-zero, or they two-zero us in uh, round robin. Um, as far as changes go in round robin, we kind of, we did experiment a little bit kind of with our corners. We had, wasn't necessarily Jeff and I the entire time. Uh, we, we had a couple different guys running corner a little bit. Uh, we, we switched it back to Jeff and I primarily uh, once we went into elimination. I'm um, not sure if that really made too much of a difference or not, uh, but obviously we have, we have a versatile roster. Our, our roster is versatile enough that um, a couple of our guys can play, you know, can play corner if needed. Um, but yeah, again, we did, you know, we did struggle in, uh, did struggle a little bit in round robin. Um, and, but we were able to turn on elimination. So, uh, glad to, uh, glad to be able to say that. Gotcha. So maybe just some, I want to say like maybe some key plays, maybe some versatility, being able to kind of switch up people just a little bit might've been just that final push that you guys needed to, uh, to finally take first. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Um, well, and belated congrats by the way, but, um, I think, I think what uh, Team Awesome took the whole thing, right? You guys get the rings? Yes, we yes. did. Dang, so close. But uh, there's always next year. All right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's just go right into the bracket play. So it's really cool because uh, it looks like you guys were on both ends of the of the, uh, of the bracket. And um, I kind of just want to maybe just go, I don't want to say line by line, but let's look at some some teams here. And if, if either of you guys can chime in, just a couple of points. We'll start with, I guess, like the first round. So, um, oh, I can't read this. Is this Doomsday? Awesome and Doomsday? Yeah, I'll uh, quickly go through the first round top half, and then Matt can take the first round bottom half. Sounds good. So, the higher seeds in the top half was Awesome at the one, Kill the Comp at four, Zero at five. Um, and it didn't really go chalk. Kill the Comp got upset pretty early by Aftershock. They were the 13 seed, but they had all their players this round, and they're better than a 13 seed, so I wasn't super shocked by that upset. They're a good team. Um, we played the 16 seed Doomsday, so that was a 4-0. The Bulls Space Kids game we talked about briefly earlier. There was you know a crazy game for Space Cadets, but Bulls won that pretty handily. Um, they're a young team. They're developing a little bit. They had a good pickup this round. They picked up Alex from the North. I think he plays on Task Force. So th- they competed pretty well this round. And then the... The other game on here was Zero versus Taken. You know, Zero, we said it's a free agent team, but it's a high-level free agent team. Like, all the players on there are individually pretty good. So when they put it together, they can do something like 4-0 Taken. But probably the craziest matchup here was Bulls Space Cadets. Otherwise, not too much else going on. And that was crazy because, as we talked about, that was like the six catches that put them them down, unfortunately. Gotcha. Um, 
Yeah, Kill the Comp. I mean, it's. I guess like I was mistaken because I, I thought there was some controversy around them because when I posted for questions, I think during round one, uh, somebody asked. Maybe it was Billy, and that guy just you know has nothing to do with controversy ever. But he asked like, did Kill the Comp actually kill the comp? And uh, go ahead, Frankie. Yeah. No, I think. Um... I actually think they used to have like a little bit of being known for kind of like cheating, but they've been pretty honest recently. Like I've not had a lot of issues with them. I ref them a decent amount. They didn't have too many issues, but I'm sure there was a little bit of fireworks with them in Aftershock in the first round. That's that's some teams that like to go at each other. Gotcha. Now is that just like UDC rivalry or they're just really competitive people or both? Uh, yeah, I think they're just some of those teams where you got to watch and the refs have to step in sometimes. So when they play each other, it's just one of those games where you'll get a lot of that. Yeah, there's no shortage of that here on the West. So until I know what that's like. Um, yeah. Okay, so we left off at the top half. Um, how about you, Matt? What did you see, at least for the first round? Yeah, I'm looking at the, looking at the bottom half of the bracket right now. It uh, looks like, so Anarchy had Mount Olympus. Um, Mount Olympus was, I don't know if we mentioned that before or not, um, so they actually had a couple people, a couple pickups as well. Uh, so they had uh, Paige Peterson this round, Connor Kirkbride, and then I think I mentioned earlier Marcus uh, Morgan or Heath, uh, all with them that round. Interesting bunch there. Uh, they, all three of them really added a lot to that team. And uh, I see, you know, Anarchy, they're a force as well. It looks like, was it 4-2 four, four or 4 oh? I think that's Yeah, I think it might be 4-0. Four, four, oh. I think yeah. that's the Billy double catch game too. Exactly. So. Okay, so maybe, yeah, maybe a 4-0 series. Um, still, yeah. you know, two good teams regardless. Um, clutch mode, you know, they played, they had a first round matchup with nice. Looks like that was a four Oh, uh, kind of the one that sticks out to me a little bit here is the goat Arkham game. I uh, kind of surprised to see Arkham as the 14 seed. Cause they, uh, I know they were one of the teams. There were a couple teams that were on the, really on the cusp, but right on the edge of being in the top four. And I know Arkham, uh, they gave us a really good battle in round two. Uh, they actually took us to seven games and we were down three, two to them at one point. We ended up pulling out the series, but kind of a little surprised to see Arkham at the 14 seed. Um, you know, I figured figured they would have uh, went a little further in the bracket. I had them as kind of a dark horse to potentially make the top four uh, when it was all said and done this year. But uh, obviously, you know, goats. Some of the additions they made, uh, you know, they made for round three. One other guy that they did have was uh, Alpha Patrick. I played with him on a uh, game Cox in the North. Um, so he, you know, he was another uh, piece of that uh, that team right there. And then uh, very uh, bottom game of the bracket there, uh, Impact Tigers. Uh, that was started off a good series for us. Um, we went seven games every single series somehow in the playoffs. I, very crazy how we ended up playing 28 games um, throughout the course of elimination. Uh, Tigers were also, I want to say they were up 3-2 at one point on us. Oh, man. Uh, Tyler Alcantara, Tim Wells were holding it down a corner. Those two were just fantastic. They were, they were just they were hitting their shots against us. They, they gave us a very great match. Um, you know, but again, we were able to, you know, we were able to pull out a couple of clutch catches uh, towards the end. Uh, started hitting our shots eventually, and then uh, you know we were able to get past them after the first round. Yeah, Tiger, uh, Tiger, Tyler. Um, he's he's interesting. He he's got a freaking cannon on him. Um, yeah, and he's <laughs> he's he can protect himself, which is like, um, he's just quick. So I, I remember like playing with him. I think it was during Sin City and um, in the Classic. He would just kind of go to the middle, leave himself open, and be like, "This guy's gonna get countered so easily." And then he just drop and catch. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, oh, he's 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 got a cannon, and he's quick. That's uh, <laughs> that's not cool <laughs> for the other team. <laughs> um, and I was it was really cool playing with him and Tim because uh, it was just awesome having um, some really really hard throwers, especially Tim having come back from uh, from like killing his his shoulder injury that he had. I think that was plaguing him for a while. 
but it's uh that's kind of a bummer to see that they got knocked out so quickly. Um, Tigers is one of those teams where, when I think East, I think they're they're a staple, and it's good to see them still, but I definitely would like to see them uh, move a little bit higher. And then just kind of commenting on what you said about Arkham, they went from, uh, I think they went from six, they dropped to the seventh seed, and then dropped down to the 14th, so I wonder what happened uh, with them. Any chance uh, Joshua Ty made any double catches since we last spoke about that in like round one? Or has he been? Is it, has it been a drought that you can recall, Frankie? I, I don't recall seeing any. Yeah. I, th- I think we know too, like because I, I think it was about it was between him and and Chris de uh, de Jesus, right? Like they were having some kind of competition, but then looks like Billy's like, no, I want to play too. <laughs> and then uh, Zach, but um, let's uh, let's go and talk about your your match with Goat because we we did talk about them a little bit. Um, Matt, was there anything else that you wanted to add to that match? Um, I mean. Each each match was four to three, so obviously they they put up a really good fight. But uh, what was it that that helped you guys finally pull together and beat them? So I think with Goat, the, probably the summary of that series was there were a lot of catches. Um, that's their team and our team included. Uh, just just overall, so many catches in that series that just kept swinging the games. I want to say each team. I'm almost positive each team had you know a four two lead or or something like that, and ended up you know throwing a catch that completely swung the game around and won it for the team that had two at one point. Um, there was one in particular, one game where Goat, um, I want to say they had five catches. Two of them were deflexed against us, but uh, we, you know, we just kept throwing catches against them. They were, you know, they were making uh, some good plays uh, you know, between Dre. Uh, Edgar had a, had a lot of nice catches on us. Uh, the Leches played very well. I, I remember uh, Kyle Fitzpatrick actually had, he had a deflect catch on me. Mm-hmm. I, I threw a counter at, I want to say it was Edgar uh, in the middle. And I, you know, I was, it hit him perfectly, but then, but Kyle was right there, right, right where the ball was. Um, and you know, I was out, obviously kind of swung one of the games a little bit. Um, the, one of the other kind of notes on that series, um, the gym overall was, I don't know what was on the floors exactly. It kind of felt like there were some areas that were, I don't, I don't know if slippery was the right word or, or what exactly, but it seemed as though there was one spot in the gym that, you know, whether, whether, whether it was a substance or something where, you know, get on people's shoes and it would kind of spread across the court. That was one series that stuck out to me where that kind of thing, that kind of transfer uh, went onto the court. So now it's, so now your shoes are slippery. The balls are a little slippery. Um, I remember in that series in particular, I had a lot of trouble throwing any sort of pump fakes or anything like that uh, because I was scared the ball was going to slip out of my hand. So obviously that was, and that may have been a contributing factor to all the catches. But, uh, but yeah, they played us, they played us very well. That was very entertaining series. Uh, they had us on the ropes as well. We were down uh, three, two to them, uh, but we were able to, you know, clutch out and pull out the next two games and then through the rest of the series which we can probably talk about too is just um you guys didn't give it give up or write yourselves off um that was one thing dominic did mention it was it was like the heat um it's like 100 and freaking 10 degrees out here in arizona but that's expected this is a city that is uh as uh bobby hill puts its man's testament to his arrogance like this city should not be here like we're used to that heat but um has it been pretty pretty hot over there in your guys's area I think that's one of those gyms where it just isn't ventilated well. So like as it gets really hot and there's a lot of people running around, the humidity, like the moisture just sticks in the air. Gotcha. And like, it's one of those gyms where you can like kind of see it on the wall sometimes, like the moisture is like still there. Oh, and this, this is two rounds in a row. It's been hard to hold the balls. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm alone in saying that. So like we <laughs> get nationals, this has to be figured out. Yeah, and that, I guess that's one of the things too. Is like, okay, if it's going to be hot and it's there's moisture and there's humidity, maybe then uh, expect to catch more, and just kind of adjust for that. So for this goat and impact match, was it just more of a battle of catching? 
A little bit. I honestly, I kind of got to a mindset where the, um, they were doing a good amount of double throws my way. So there, there was a point where I just, I did, I wasn't even trying to block anymore. There were times where I would just, you know, I, I just, I'd go for the drop catch. I made, you know, I made a, made one or two, made a couple, but um, you kind of have to change your play style. That uh, unfortunately impacts the way, uh, the way you have to play at times. And you know, with with, a, with so many more catches. Um, you really have to be careful. You know, maybe you want to send more more double teams on people. Maybe you want to uh, – you really have to think about who you're throwing at now and, you know, the catching ability is upgraded for everybody. And it was very evident in that series. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. We kind of talked about briefly Clutch Mode Anarchy. Um, I do want to spend more time on them, though, with, with your match and impact. But um, looking at – Let's see, awesome versus Bulls. So you guys four owed them. Do you have any takeaways for that matchup, uh, Frankie? No, I just think generally we, um, after last year, this year, we were really happy with how consistently we played. And that was just a series where we kind of had a game plan and we just stuck to it. And that made the difference. Gotcha. And then let's go ahead and go to. Let's go to your matchup um, against Aftershocks. What, what were some of your takeaways from, from that matchup, Frankie? Yeah, sure. So this was the series where Matt got hurt. So unfortunately, that's probably the biggest takeaway. But this was a very competitive series. I think we traded the first four games. I think we went up, then they tied it. We went up, they tied it. Um, and then I think the game they tied it was where Matt got hurt. And after that, there was just no way we were losing that series. Um yeah, we just, like, Drew was on fire. He was hitting everything. We were doing our normal kind of get to four balls and team throw. If we have three, just throw one but not get caught. We were just trying to play really clean and just make sure. We uh, we have a habit of we've won rings three times now, and the last two times we won it, the series we won rings, we immediately then lost the tournament. So Anarchy went out the round before which gave us the rings and then if this was like 2015 or 2017 aftershock would have destroyed us but this year we were with the injury and then just with that history we were really focused on winning this series and we pulled it out i can't really remember a lot of specific plays like i said like after the injury that kind of that was you know all that sticks out but it was competitive. They they played really well. Like as you can see, they're beating good teams the whole time. They beat Kill the Comp, they beat Zero, and then it was four two against us. So Aftershock had a really good showing. Gotcha. I'm trying to remember if it was was it Drew or Matt. Somebody got one of the, the GOs got this incredible shout out from somebody. I'm trying to recall it from memory. I I think he's just talking about like yeah, the sportsmanship. Was, yeah, that was Drew, um, and that was in co ed. We can get to that later after okay yeah i definitely want to revisit that for a second and then going over to the clutch mode versus impacts i'm actually kind of excited to hear a different perspective of clutch mode um i know chris for his memes and for his uh his double catching so uh what can you tell me about that matchup uh matt and that team yeah that was that was another obviously we wanted to make things interesting uh, another seven game series for us <laughs> Uh, this was now this one they had us they had us on the ropes more than any other team in the uh, in the bracket we were down 3-1 to them at one point um, they they just again kind of kind of how I said with the Tigers they were uh, they were hitting their shots on us um, I don't want to use the balls as any or I don't want to use like the anything any texture on the balls or anything like that 
wasn't as apparent in this series. I thought people were throwing very well um, in in the clutch mode impact series, but they were also making a lot of catches. There was uh, there was one guy in particular I don't know his name exactly. I think um, it's Jeremy Milner. Yep, that's probably him. Uh, is he kind of a bigger guy? Plays towards the middle. Yep. Um, yeah, there was there was one play. Um, I forget which. I don't remember which game. It was either game three or game four. Um, he was he was kind of in a backpedal position. I was. You know, I, I play in the right corner. He was also in the right corner, but we, you know, obviously being on the opposite sides, um, I threw a no look as he was backpedaling. Didn't think he saw it at all. He caught that, and then um, immediately after, uh, Jeff actually threw a ball at him as well, and he was able to catch that one also. So I forget what the what man advantage. I know we had a man advantage at the time, um, but I, we went from I want to say we were up four two, and then you know those two those two catches right there put them up four two, and uh, they ended up winning that game against us. So, um, so, you know, a lot of big plays from them. Obviously, you know, Chris made a couple catches against us. He had one in particular that was a deflect catch. Um, I forget who threw it exactly, but, you know, I think we sent two at him. One missed, the other hit off them up in the air. He's able to catch it off the, off the fly and, uh, you know, bring a teammate in. Uh, TJ Jefferson, I lined up against him, you know, all seven games that series. He was fantastic in that corner as well. Got a lot of outs against us. Um, you know, Brian Baker in the middle, he was, you know, he, he's known, I think he's known probably more nose thing or, you know, having an excellent arm. Same thing in 8.5 as well. Throws absolute heat against everybody. Um, but yeah, that was very entertaining series. Um, I don't know how many times we've been down 3-1 and came back, but that was, you know, that obviously meant a lot for us. This is our first time, uh, first time as a team being able to make it into the finals. Um, I don't think we've, I don't think Clutch Mode has ever beaten us before in, uh, in elimination. I know we played them uh, round one in the playoffs and uh, in the third place game, uh, we were able to take them out there. But uh, so, yeah, it's good to be able to make the finals against them. But it's great, great bunch of guys on that team. Yeah, looking at the, the matchup that you guys had, I was kind of looking at the past brackets. Um, yeah, it was, it was 4-0 for third place in round three. So they, obviously they put up a, a much bigger fight this time around against you guys. And then one thing I noticed, because I was trying to see like, I'm used to seeing clutch mode more towards the end, but uh, round two, they lost to a team called Bloom, but I don't see that team here for this round. Um, anybody know what happened to them? Or They just they didn't make the trip up. Um, their captain, Jonathan Quo, plays out of Philly, and then they have a couple of New York players. Gotcha. Um, I just don't think they were able to make the trip as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they took out, um, I think, clutch mode in the first round. Um but obviously clutch mode is back. So curious again, to see what, what this shape looks like. Um, well, how they do in nationals and then, uh, moving into next year. And then, yeah, um, they're, oh, they're officially a top four team. So mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, they were a, uh, they were, they were another one of those, uh, one of those bubble teams, I guess if you want to call it that. I think tigers were in fourth officially going into this round, but, uh, I want to say tigers had nine clutch mode. I think, I think Clutch Mode had eight coming in, so you know it was it was anyone's game right there. Um, yeah, they played us very well. Yeah, in the bubble, uh, in the hunt, that was, it was, that was kind of what I was looking for. Like just kind of expecting them to see uh, just from from previous uh, matchups. And then, last but not least, let's talk about the uh, your guys' matchup against each other for for the finals. So, uh, who wants to take lead on that one? Get started. Uh, I'll start off on that one. So, uh, first thing we noticed, um, we wanted to be a little cautious. Well, I, I was, the first thing we noticed was, obviously, we knew we saw that Matt was hurt. Um, he decided to play the first couple games. I don't was getting the two games or three games. I forget how many. I don't remember, Frankie. I think three. 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 Okay. 
Um, so yeah, first thing I noticed, I usually, I'm usually lined up across from Matt. Uh, it was Sam Jones this time around who also holds the corner down very well. So, you know, he's very capable of doing, you know, doing everything there. Um, but they had Matt in the middle. Um, I want to say the first game we, I think our strategy coming in was to save him for last. Uh, and that's what we did. It ended up that the first game, it got down to a one-on-one. Uh, so Jeff versus Matt, uh, Matt kind of, uh, Matt kind of, you know, playing playing on his knees because, you know, he's unable to stand or anything. Uh, and Jeff really just I, – I know Jeff was aiming for uh, – he's aiming for Matt's uh, – I want to say it was his back – his back foot. foot. Yeah, it was like left foot, I think. Just aiming for that – for the one spot. Uh, wasn't able to hit it. Uh, wasn't able to hit him on the foot. And eventually, I don't know how many times they went back and forth uh, in that game one, but uh, ended up with, uh, with Matt making a catch. Uh, Jeff put in a pretty good spot as well. He put it very low. I think it bounced off his knee. It was a little bobble, but – you know, I ended up making the play and, uh, you know, giving awesome a one uh leading the series to start off. Yeah, that game was really fun. Um, there's two games where there's just, like, nonstop action. And in the <laughs> middle of that game, I think it was about a three-on-three. And I want to say that we team throw someone on your side. I don't think you were in at that point. And then Sean McMahon backpedaling jumps in the air and catches Zelensky. Mm-hmm. And then I rush Sean, and Sean tries to push past me, and I hit him and catch it at the same time. And then after all of that, it was me and Matt versus Jeff, and then Jeff took me out, and then that's when the one-on-one occurred. Yep. It was like a, that's a really fun minute of dodgeball to watch. So, like, and, and so did Matt play on his knees the whole time for the whole? Yeah, so I'll take over here. So they he played the game where they won, or where we won, because Matt caught Jeff. And then the game after that, Impact won pretty handily, and they hit Matt, I want to say maybe like second. And then game three, off the rip, they threw two at Matt. So I think at that <laughs> point, we decided to stack the queue with him because if we did get a catch, he would be coming back in. And then that's when he decided to sit out the rest of the series. He kind of asked us, like, if you look at the video, you can hear him and I talking like, hey, they're stacking the queue. He's like, do you want me to sit? I was like, I think you should sit. And then we started playing with five instead of six that point are you able to, to comment on that at all matt and like, is that what you guys are doing or uh yeah was that stack the q quote that's exactly what i was gonna say uh, i watched i went back and watched the i uh, watched the live stream on it and you heard uh, i heard frankie say that exact thing um <laughs> we ended up uh, going for matt first uh in games two and three uh i think well game two i think frankie said he was he was probably the second guy out but um but yeah that was that was the exact reason on that so in case a catch did happen you know he's he's the first in um, but yeah, obviously it's kind of more of a, more of a strategic play on that one. Uh, yeah. So kind of a little, a little bit different strategy there. Gotcha. Yeah. I was gonna say dirty, but at the same time, I mean, they're throwing at Matt, he's drawing fire and like you're, he's still kind of a weapon. So, I mean, you can't really, what else are you going to do? Um, what are you going to say Frankie? It, it's not dirty. We would have done the same thing. We just probably would have done it the first game because we're a little more experienced and would have saw that right away. <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time, man. Learned a lesson. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I hit the hair guy again first. No, just <laughs> um, so how, how did a uh, quick question for you, Frankie? So what, what was it, I guess, what was it like battling uh, Impact for the championship versus Anarchy? Was it just because like, I don't say like you, you get to know a team or you set like an expectation or you're like, Oh, this is just another day uh, in finals, like rise and doom always fighting against each other. Uh, was it like a different, with the exception of Matt obviously being injured, was like, a, was it a different team that you're facing or is it just one of those things where you just couldn't get the upper hand in time? 
Yeah, so we, um, after the loss at round two, we probably spent the majority of our time game planning about how we would play Mikey. We had like a specific lineup where if we played Anarchy, this is who we'd have across from Mikey. This is how we deal with Billy. This is what we do to Brandon and Casey. Like we were just kind of, you know, like tooling around and game planning this for a really long time. And um, of course, we didn't get to see them because Clutch Mode had that really good series against them. So, you know, we were trying to just go back to basics, um, playing against impact, trying to focus on ball control, team throws when we can. But um, a big issue with playing impact and like the injury is no excuse, but our mat plays this mat very well. Like when we're able to beat impact, it's normally because our mat can keep this mat under control. Mm. And with him not being able to do that, if there was a game where Jeff was able to outplay his brother Drew, then kind of like we had both corners just destroying us, really. So if you go back and look at some of the games they won, it's where their corners are just like countering and not getting challenged or hit on the throws. And the games we won, it's where we're just like, you know, we're, we feel like we're the underdogs at this moment. Let's just give it our all and do stupid stuff and try to come up with catches and a lot of the games we won in this series, it was like someone got a ridiculous catch, and then the games they won, they were just able to play their game and throw us off. Gotcha. I appreciate actually understanding what I was trying to ask with that butchered question. It was just like, okay, did you did you have the mentality of like, okay, we're going to go up against Anarchy, we're going to go up against Anarchy. Nope, just kidding, it's Impact. Crap, what do we do now? That's essentially what I was asking. So uh, good mind meld there, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Uh, one question I had, does, does Ed Aponte still play? Yeah, he's on Aftershock. Um, okay. They they're, they're, uh, they have a couple guys that are really good. You know, Ed's one of them, Wyatt, Dwight, Noah. Like, their they're core is – Ed's still part of the core on that team. Gotcha. Yeah, I was just kind of mentally going through, like, old school Team Awesome. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember, uh, remember Ed was – he's been there for a while. So, uh, yeah, team, there's, but still there's former Team Awesome everywhere. <laughs> That'll happen. If you guys are around long enough uh, – I mean, shoot, there's so many Team Evil remnants all across the West, but uh, that's a, another uh, another discussion for another time. Um, let's uh, let's go into showdown real quick. Obviously, since we have a uh, since we have you here, Matt. Um, without sounding too fanboyish, what was it like winning? I mean, just kind of <laughs> walk me through like the maybe the last couple of matches, or just like uh, how was that? How did that whole thing go down? Uh, yeah, it was it was honestly it was awesome. I uh, I remember there was a very long line for showdown. I was fortunate to be in the fairly early parts of it, um, and I was very you know very excited to be able to sign up for it on time. I I know it was only thirty two spots, and there were way more than thirty two people in that line uh, at round one when we wanted to uh, when we wanted to sign up for them or for uh, for showdown. Um, so kind of my path. Uh, my first round matchup, I was very shocked. It's it was a random draw. Uh, first guy I played was Kyle Sander, and I, I both of us just kind of laughed, like we couldn't believe it. Uh, of course, you know, of course, we're gonna play each other in the first round. I figured we would meet at some point, but I didn't expect it to be in the first round. Um, and actually, if I can give a quick shout out to him in that going back a little bit to that goat series, he had a bunch of catches in that series. A um, little off topic, but uh, but yeah, so I ended up playing Kyle in the first round. Um, after him, it was uh, it was Mike Conway from Arkham who also gave me a very great match. Uh, that ended up being that was a three two series. Um, that was at round two. Uh, after him, TJ Manning, who I was TJ Manning caught me twice in the showdown, both from about I want to say it was from five feet away, very very close range. Uh, he you know he we both ran up. He threw his he threw his ball. I was able to block it. 
I threw a ball at him. I was absolutely shocked the first time. And then, uh, you know, lo and behold, I did it again. I remember saying, you know, don't do it again to him as, as I threw the second ball at him and he's able to make that catch as well. Uh, so that was a very entertaining series. I know people were going crazy after seeing those two catches from him. Um, then yeah, back into, uh, this past weekend, uh, Dean Testa was my first, uh, my first opponent this weekend. Um, the final four was actually kind of the theme here was kind of the, like the smaller squirrel, almost squirrely kind of guys. Uh, they're just excellent at dodging, you know, they're good at blocking surviving. Uh, yeah. Guys that excel at that. So, you know, Tyrell Hayes was, uh, he was on the other side of the bracket, Dean Testa, Tyree Fraser. Um, and then me, I'm not really, I'm not really one of those, I'm not as elusive as those, uh, as those three are. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what I was expecting, uh, expecting to see. So ended up playing Dean. Uh, then, again, uh, Tyree Frazier. Tyree, Tyrell, I didn't know how their matchup went. Didn't actually see it. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, Tyree gave me a pretty good match as well uh, in the finals. And, yeah, it's just very exciting to, uh, to be able to win that. And I'm very excited to represent the East at uh, Nationals this year. Nice. Are you going to study, like, your opponents? Like, I'm, I don't know if that's, like, an obvious duh question, but, like, <laughs> how, how are you going to prepare? Because, like, I... I don't know how you guys do it. You guys basically are within like throwing fist distance from each other. You guys are like mm-hmm. within the the width of it, like a bowling alley. But uh, I mean, <laughs> obviously, some strategy involves. So, like, how are you gonna prepare to go up against Cody uh, and Eli, and then whoever wins from the from the West? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I uh, they I mean, one thing about me, a lot of people know me for. I watch a lot of film on dodgeball, um, and so yeah, if, the, if there's anything out there, I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it. Uh, I saw Eli and Von Kelly was on, I think it was in Dodgeball Family. Somebody posted it. So I've already seen that. Uh, I was actually in the building when Cody won. So, because uh, I went to North Round Three in Chicago. So I saw that as well. Obviously, those two are, I don't know who, I don't know how they decide who plays um, or what the matchups are. Obviously, those two are not going to be easy to, to beat anyway. I'm not sure if I've ever played against Eli before. I have played against Cody before. And then, um, and yeah, whoever comes out from the West, I don't know if Glenn's doing it this year or not, but he actually did send me a text, uh, shortly after just said, Hey, you know, congratulations. Um, you know, good luck in nationals and everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, kind of go back to your question. If there's, if there's anything out there, I'll definitely try to, uh, try to study whatever I can. That's awesome. Just absorb what you can and yeah, apply. Yeah. We make fun of Matt because he, uh, during like lunch breaks at work, we'll put dodgeball games on like this <laughs> projector screen and <laughs> in like a conference room oh, yeah. and that's during launch work <laughs> <laughs> gotta study yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's been i want to say it's been proven i mean it's it's more than been proven but it's i guess it's it's a thing now like it's it's not enough to just practice uh with with your with your team um but conditioning is happening training camps are happening film review is happening i, I if I remember correctly, that was one of the things that really helped Goat uh, step up last year was just reviewing film. I know Rebecca talks about it a lot with her team, and um, you know, you're looking at what can we do as a team to help us break past our current uh, wall. And film, like, just seems to be the the way to go. I remember uh, one time, I think Serge Ferrari like hit me on the back of my right foot like twice uh, in the same like matchup. I was like, man, I gotta stop letting you do that. And he's like, well, I saw you on film. Like, you never pick up your right foot. And I was like, you freaking stalker. Like, you, what the? <laughs> like, I guess that's uh that's the thing people do. So, um, well, good luck. I'm curious to see how it's gonna play out. Um, Thank you. Talking about squirrely guys. I mean, Eli's pretty dang fast, and he's got a cannon. Absolutely. And then Cody, that guy just bounced around like like no other. So I'm really curious who's gonna win West and and see who, see who takes it. So that'll be fun to watch. Um. 
Well, um, I guess one of the silver linings about not having Joe on here is that we can actually spend just a little bit of time on co-ed. Um, I know that has been a division that's been neglected across all regions. So uh, can't piss, uh, piss crap. I <laughs> can't pass off an opportunity to have uh, Matt talk about co-ed a little bit. So why don't we just go ahead and do kind of what we did with the opening in the beginning. Just if you guys want to give me like your high level takeaways on the co-ed division, um, let's go ahead and spend some time doing that. So yeah, my, uh, my high-level takeaways on co-ed, coming into round three, um, we knew there were two teams that had, um, had an opportunity to dethrone us uh, overall, and that was Night Shift and uh, Zero. So that's, that's mainly the point system. Obviously, we wanted, to, we wanted to go for the sweep. We're not going to take it easy on anybody. Um, but it turned out that our very first matchup in, uh, in elimination was Zero. So that was... Obviously, that put a little bit of pressure on us. We didn't. We didn't really let it get it to our. Or we didn't let it get to our heads, though. We were able to. Uh, Want to say we four-owed them. Uh, still gave us a pretty good match. Uh, you know, they're they're an excellent team. Obviously, they made the finals in round two. Um, we actually we did struggle a little bit in round robin uh, on hello. Not exactly sure why. I don't know if it. I don't know if it was some sort of fatigue potentially because you know with Jeff Kyle and I having just played you know twenty-eight games in open elimination. Um, and then, you know, my, for me personally, showdown didn't take too long, but, you know, playing in the showdown as well. Uh, but just jumping right into there, uh, usually I want to say we were, we were usually a top three seed in the first two rounds. Um, but then, yeah, going into, uh, going into Elim this time, we were the sixth seed and kind of just like we were the sixth seed in open, uh, you know, we kind of noticed a little pattern there, but, uh, we were able to correct things once we got into the brackets and, uh, it's a lot of fun because, uh, those things are my favorite ball type. So, yeah. I was gonna ask, like, any any reason why uh, co-ed is your favorite and why you guys are doing so well? Duh, those things. So, slight advantage, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's that's where that's really where I know for Jeff, Kyle, and I. That's that's kind of that's those things. Obviously, that's where we're most familiar with. Um, in the case of Kyle and I, both of us are you know this is our first year doing elite, so eight point five is not brand new to us. But this is you know nationals last year was our first time basically picking up an eight point five ball. So obviously with a couple of years of no sting experience versus, you know, this being our first year in 8.5, we definitely have more experience, definitely have more of an advantage, um, more familiarity with, uh, with the no sting. That's, that's pretty impressive. The first time mm-hmm. you guys picked up an 8.5 ball was last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, that speaks volumes, especially coming off the trampoline, uh, different ball type, different style. Um, looking at your roster so you got baby jeff i know he's really good uh tyler also really good um i know faces but not names just yet i think i see kyle back there they have chris wheeler as well and then their girls are fantastic too they have megan (laughs) fricker who is ridiculously good and then they have joanne and emily too who are both solid gotcha and uh I asked Jeff this, and I'm not remembering why. Hello, what is what's the meaning behind all that? It's a uh, it's an inside joke with him and Chris Wheeler. Is it like gonna stay inside, or can can you share that? I, I think it's like they would play video games together, and like you know when you're playing a video game and you whine when you die. Like I always go like, come on. I think Chris Wheeler's would be like, hello, and that's where it came <laughs> from. Exactly. Gotcha. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just this is this is exciting because it, it's it's just really cool to think about what nationals is going to look like, and then just seeing um, different regions compete and, and um, 
it's weird because like I, I obviously am from the West as you, as no surprise. I, I have my bias for the West, but at the same time, I like seeing variety now. Um, I like seeing new teams. So I know that I'm thinking Echo is probably thinking they're going to take it, but then let's just see if, uh, if hello, um, says otherwise. So let's, uh, well actually, so what about you, uh, Frankie, what were your, what would you say some of your high level takeaways for, for the co-ed division was? Yeah, I'll try to generally cover a couple things. But first, with Hello, I think uh, the East Coast might finally have a shot at winning a national division. We'll see. Yes. I never have. So <laughs> enjoy that pressure I just put on you. But I think you guys can handle it. Uh, no, we'll be okay. We're <laughs> hopefully we're excited. If we uh, if we do match up with Echo, that's one of the teams we definitely want to play. So uh, <laughs> That'll be fun to watch. Mm. Yeah. So a couple quick things. Um, I know the Seeds, Team Awesome, and Woke were one and two. And coincidentally, they were both down a male player. So they were playing with three guys and three girls. And there was no difference. Like, they also have a bunch of kick women on their team. So they were able to just, you know, between the throws that their girls were pulling off, the catches, like, they were able to hang with teams regardless. Like, I think they were comfortably the one and two seed. I don't know if they dropped any series. And then um, throughout the playoffs, they went pretty far. Woke, it took Hello to knock them out. And then Team Awesome actually lost to Kill the Comp. And it wasn't a game seven with Drew like blocking a ball that maybe hit his hair and he called himself out. So in the deciding game, I think that's what they were posting about in Dodgeball Family. Drew called himself, himself out on like a hit that barely glanced his head. It's something that no uh, ref, no matter how good you are, could ever, ever see. That is 100% on the player to do the right thing and, and call himself out. Yeah, and that's what the Kill the Comp guys were saying. And, you know, they deserve a spotlight, too. They um they only played two rounds of co-ed. I don't think they were able to get any female dodgeballers on their team for round one. But just through two rounds, they tied us for second in co-ed on the East. And I think since they only played two rounds, they technically should get the tiebreaker there. I don't really know how it's going to work, but they came in second on the East only playing two rounds. So that just speaks to wow. how quickly they were able to learn and grow and then just using a ball they were more comfortable with kind of pick up a leap faster. So without uh, without putting you on the spot, like you said, um, Hello is going to be like the, the East's potentially best chance. What about the second team? Would that be you guys, Night Shift, Team Awesome, or like in general across any division, or uh, for for coed nosting? For coed, hmm. Yeah, I feel like generally, I don't know if us and Zero are really the second best teams. Like, I feel like someone like Team Awesome, Kill the Comp, Woke might have a little better shot. Maybe wherever like Mikey falls. I think he normally plays on Incursion. Um, and they've they've seeded pretty high, but they always you know kind of have some upsets early. I think another team that does better in no staying than open is Mount Olympus. They're, oh, yeah. They have a UDC background, so that ball type plays better for them. I think they came in third or fourth this round, so they play pretty well. But uh, I think hello is our chance to, to get a division win for the East. The next best shot is probably an open, I would say, Anarchy or maybe even Awesome have a shot. Gotcha. And what about 8.5 just for, just for S's and giggles? Um, Start with you, Matt. Like, who would you like your top three that you would feel is going to give um, the rest of the regions like the biggest uh, run for the money? Uh, I would say the three teams that won uh, won each round. So first, 
round one was awesome. Uh, round two, anarchy. And then I have a lot of confidence in my team as well with impact. Um, I, I don't know where the points ended up exactly. I want to say awesome. I think had 32. We had 27. Anarchy, 26, something like that. Um, I don't remember who had fourth was clutch mode. Um, 15. Obviously, 15. Yeah, they can. They can. They'll definitely challenge some teams. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick a top three, it's, you know, it has to be those three. Obviously, I'm a little biased. I always, you know, I love picking my team because I'm just very confident in uh, myself and then also the players on our team. But yeah, so I'd, I'd say probably those three um, against anybody. Yeah, I mean, if it'd be a completely different story if you didn't take first <laughs> this last round mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys weren't uh, seeding what second in round two and scroll on here third in round three and then or mm. round one excuse me so i mean obviously if if you're one of the teams that was getting knocked out right away then i'd, I'd probably be like okay yeah sure but uh i mean you, you've got the uh the results to back it up yeah. and uh what about you frankie since uh apparently search ferrari listens to these for scouting reports who should he i, I should probably preface the question with who should search ferrari be worried about studying <laughs> so yeah i think um the east top three all have a shot i think all three of us could definitely crack top eight I wouldn't be surprised if we were able to win a couple elimination series. Uh, I think Anarchy at full health, just based on how they play, probably has the best shot. But I, I think Team Awesome and Impact are right there as well. They could sneak in. And then after us, I think it's teams that play really clean and strategic that do better at Nationals. So someone like Arkham. Absolutely. You would see someone like them play pretty well. You know, they're good at hanging with the West. Like, they're good at pump faking they're good at dropping their ball and catching the easy ones instead of just blocking them so i think they normally perform pretty well at nationals i think they normally knock a team or two out um so that's the four i would look out for and then someone like clutch mode might be able to get hot tigers might be able to get hot zero might be able to get hot those are probably the i had to pick what's that seven now that's like the seven surge <laughs> should like, <laughs> on. watch some film surge yep he's uh i i wouldn't put it past him that guy He's very studious, being a, a doctor and all, a PhD, so not like uh, Dr. Kwan. But um, there's one thing I wanted to say, because I, I, I guess it was it kind of took a turn for, not the worst, but like, so Kill the Comp and the the comment about them being known for, for cheating, that was definitely not what I was going for. Um, I think it was just like the crap talking. Um, so I wanted, because I, I didn't get a chance to, to I don't want to say walk that back, but um I, it was just the the question that w- the way Billy put it um, did kill the comp actually kill the comp? But seeing them stick it out this long, show that they they belong. I'm I'm really excited to see them uh, see how they do next year. So I just want I didn't want to make it seem like I was ragging on them. In other words, uh, just to kind of do some housekeeping there. But um, let's take yes, it. and kind of to go back to kill the comp, uh, I I, very, I really enjoyed our match against them uh, in Coed Nosing. Uh, they we met them in the finals. Uh, they're they're a very fiery bunch, um, but off the court they're they're great guys. You know, I had never really met them before until this year, and I kind of one thing I, w- I do want to say about them is I I admire that they're kind of doing what some of our guys have done, in terms of you know hey UDC is not a thing right now or not anymore, but that doesn't mean just quit playing dodgeball. You know, find find another league, find find any event you can go to, and um, they weren't actually I don't think they were there for round one for coed uh, that I don't think. Uh, don't think they had any girls available, so they weren't they were unable to play. But you know, they went top four in round two, and then obviously we met them in the finals. Uh, I think that's only the second time we've been taken to seven games um, with with this Hello team, and they you know they just they gave us a great match. They're very talented. The skills definitely translate from the trampolines to the floor. 
And uh, yeah, they just excellent team, and you know I'm, I'm very glad to see that they that they're sticking with it, and they're not just you know not just hanging it up after after seeing the UDCs is gone. Yeah, I mean the time to have done so would have been round one when they seated sixteenth. Um, they came mm-hmm. back, took uh, or seated third, and then it looks like they they got fourth. So they're just I mean they're they're hanging in there, and it's awesome. Like it's like I said earlier, it's it's a tragedy when a team just stops playing all together, but for them to make the conversion to ground-based dodgeball. It's pretty awesome. And like I said, just looking forward to seeing them and many more teams uh, continue to, to, uh, to, um, oh, I lost my chance. I thought I was going to say bring the heat, but that sounded really dumb. Um, but you know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. And I, w- oh, I would just say to close on them too. Like think about like when shooters first joined OE, you know, everyone knew they were great and they eventually got there to where they were just like a top team. Kill the Comp and No Sting already is starting to feel like that. Like, they're the team that's giving good teams trouble the whole time. Um, they beat, I think they beat you guys in round robin, and then it was a 4-3 series in the finals. So they definitely can hang in No Sting. And then 8.5, I think they'll get there with more experience. They have a couple of really good players. I know Quan in the one corner is just amazing. I can't remember yep. their other corner's name right now, but just really, really uh, good. Dylan, yeah, Dylan Cruz. I don't think he plays corner for them, but he's he's. I mean, he's our captain. He's kind of their leader. Uh, Taylor, I want to say, is the other guy. In the Taylor, other yep. Taylor yeah. and Quan are fantastic. Like, watch yeah. out for them to do at nationals. Yeah, they're. Yeah, they'll they'll make some noise. They're they're a good team for the future. It's a lot a lot of fun playing against them. Awesome. So one thing is very random because I'm scrolling through the notes. I'm also, I'm trying to remember if I asked you, Frankie, the Team Taco Pizza question. Uh, pizza. Pizza. Okay. Next question. Next question. Okay, pork roll or Taylor ham? Is that is that impacted you guys roll. too? Pork roll. And then, Matt, does that apply to you being in Ohio? Uh, wait, what's that? Like this thing called a pork roll or a Taylor ham? Like there's a. Oh, um, yeah, I remember. I remember hearing about it when we were in New Jersey. I think I had never. I don't even know what that is. I <laughs> my first time hearing about it, I think, was round one when we were in New Jersey and. I had no clue what any of these people were talking about, so it's, it's foreign language to me, basically. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like a, a bitter debate. You know, Colin would say it's not a debate. It's called pork pork roll. Dang it! But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, East one of those East Coast things, I guess. And then yeah, you yep. did verify. Frankie did ask you. You wore Team Pizza, but uh, how about you, Matt? What are you? Are you Team Taco or Team Pizza? You had to choose <laughs> one over the other. What would you? What would you choose? I'll go with uh, I'll go with tacos because I I eat those a lot more frequently and uh, yeah I think they've made a very big difference in my life so uh, <laughs> gonna go to that side. Yeah, no one's uh, no one said that they made a big difference in their lives, so that's uh, that's pretty good validation <laughs> there. Um, mm-hmm. gonna, I can argue with that one. So yeah, let's. Uh, I guess that's pretty much all I have. I mean, I, I can wrap it up. I just want to real quick give you guys uh, one last like final thought. Um, start with you, Matt. Yeah, uh, final thoughts on on the East for round three. And obviously, I'm. I think we had probably too many game sevens, but this is the most fun I've ever had at a dodgeball tournament. This uh, this this level of competition, uh, all the pressure, everything, everything weighing in on us. Uh, you know, we had we had five series that went uh, seven games, and we we were able to go five and zero oh in those series. Um, all four, you know, four of those being in open, the other being in uh, the finals of co-ed no sting. Uh, so just just a lot of excitement. Um, if I give one more shout out, that would be to uh, kind of to go back to Arkham. Uh, we played them in I want to say it was the quarterfinals in uh, in Coed No Sting. They a uh, lot of great catches against us. They are just you know doesn't matter ball type eight point five No Sting. They 
they made some made a lot of good plays against us. And I, my last thing would be, uh, if I can just mention this, just going to throw this out there for anyone listening. Um, a lot of people have expressed interest in our hello jerseys. So we are going to be putting an order together pretty soon. Uh, just, you know, for people that are interested in, this is me shamelessly plugging my team's jerseys, but uh, oh, we want to <laughs> get an order together uh, very soon. And uh, we want to be able to have them in hand for people at Nationals. So I just kind of put that out there as well. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Can't be yeah. mad at that. Not at all. Um, hopefully we get some, get some orders in for you. Absolutely. And then how about you, Frankie? Yeah, I'll, I'll stay positive as well. Um, this was a really good year of elite. I think there's a lot of, a lot of positivity on and off the court. I think the East Coast, there's a lot of good intermingled friendships amongst teams. And um, on the court, I think the rivalries are normally very positive. I'm happy and lucky to be able to still be playing after eight years. And I look forward to nationals and podcasting with you again next year. Well, well, gosh darn it, Frankie. Thank you for that. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's um, as I've said, I think during our round three recap last year, um, I had no idea who I was talking to when I reached out to you guys. And it's, it's been, it's been a joy. It's, it's been really cool talking to you guys. And, and um, I'm always appreciative of your proactiveness and helping establish what I think is, um, I don't say one of the better panels, but um, it just feels a lot more smooth. Um, and that's not saying anything against the other regions either. I mean, they're, they're just as helpful. But I think just because this was like my first venture out into a new region, you guys really set a good tone and made me want to go out and reach out to the north and south and, and get that going too. So I definitely appreciate that. Matt, as I said, I really appreciate you uh, hopping on last minute. It's like, hey, kid, you want to you podcast real quick? And uh, it, it's been fun. And um, I'm looking forward to being able to, to actually interview you guys and get to know you more, especially you, Frankie. You've been long on my list for a while. So uh yeah, and, and speaking of shout outs, um, I just want to give a huge shout out to, uh, to Tim Wells um, and Amanda Natalie. She's not here, so we can do this. But uh, I mean, they, am I wrong, Frankie? They, they pretty much run the tournaments out there. Like it's, it's fallen on them. And I think that's something that we've kind of, at least I've kind of overlooked uh, recapping. Yeah, they do a great job. We're, th- we're lucky to have them. <laughs> Definitely. Fantastic. Good stuff. Cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, I definitely look forward to seeing you both in uh, Nationals. And uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right. So that was a recap of the Elite Dodgeball uh, East Round 3 tournament that took place on Saturday, June 29th. And a huge, huge thank you to Frankie for hopping on as always. And for also for Matt for uh, for hopping on last minute. Um I was not expecting to have both East and South on the same weekend, so that's definitely my bad, but uh, definitely going to do my best to get these out in a timely manner. And uh, if you're wondering what happened to Joe or Dominic or any of the other panelists, um, it's just going to be a crazy, crazy week of dodgeball to cover. So uh, with that all being said, um, I do apologize for for glossing over co-ed. I know that was one of the things I really wanted to fix, but in order to give open and women's their, their due, uh, that's just one of the sacrifices I had to make, uh, for, for this, for this year, but I'll definitely work on that next year and hopefully get, uh, more panelists as we go. Um, huge congratulations to, um, impact for taking first and, uh, ultimately team awesome for taking first overall and getting, uh, yet another, another set of rings there. And, um, also congratulations to, to hello for taking the, uh, the co-ed nosting division as well. As I've said in both the North recap and in the conversation I have with Frankie and Matt, uh, this is just making me more amps for nationals to, 
to just be able to play some good dodgeball and also spectate and watch some good dodgeball and just see um, see who takes it all, see which region shows up the most. So um, got a lot more dodgeball podcasting to do, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, kind of cut myself off there. If you're still listening, have a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. And for, uh, for Matt Levine for being willing to hop on kind of last minute um, and, and just doing a really good job. I actually had a, a lot of, uh, I don't know what I'm saying, so I'm going to stop saying it.